0: Colleagues, welcome back to the office, and welcome to our podcast and presentation for today. This is Everything Microsoft Teams Tips and Tricks for Collaboration, Part 3. In this class, we have been looking at Microsoft Teams and some of the incredible capabilities that this application provides. Uh, You've heard me use the phrase, it is the linchpin of communication inside of our organization, giving us the ability to really kind of be able to communicate, collaborate, Uh, work on documents side-by-side with our colleagues, uh, video conference, and more. Now, in the first episode, we took a pretty big, broad picture of Teams understanding holistically where this application fits in and some of the major capabilities thereof. And in episode two, we uh, uh, continued that discussion, looking at some of the meeting capabilities, the video conferencing capabilities, the the document, co-editing, and more. Now, in our third and final episode on this particular series, we are going to be exploring some of the major third-party tools and plugins that you can find for Microsoft Teams. There are a ton. Uh, One of the best things that Microsoft did with respect to this application is they made it very easy for developers to be able to extend the underlying capabilities of the actual application. They made it very simple for people to be able to uh, build new things that you can do with this application. And there are several uh, with respect to... Uh, this tool, including uh, tools, for example, to be able to manage forms, do surveys, quizzes, and mores. Uh, there's this uh, new tool called Loops, which we'll talk about here for a minute, uh, which is a kind of a, a tool that you can potentially use, for example, to um – oh, man, what's the best way of describing it? it? It's kind of like a real-time thing that exists across multiple different applications that you could use to essentially um, – Uh, you know, create a to-do list, to create a table, to share information. Uh, But the thing is, it keeps all the different circumstances that we have, like all the different uh, tools and capabilities and uh, functions and things like that, they keep them all up to date. So if you create a loop inside of, uh, uh, you know, Teams or you create a loop inside of other 365 applications, it's all the same data regardless of where you create it. Uh, and tools like Power BI and Power Automate. I mean, those are really kind of incredible third-party tools. I mean, they're made by Microsoft, but they're third-party in the context of uh, uh, in the context of um, our um, of Teams itself. That really kind of extend the underlying capabilities and make the application stronger and better. Uh, we're also going to discuss, speaking of Power Automate here, some of the automation capabilities inside of Microsoft Teams. You can do a lot of really kind of cool automation and improving your workflow, including uh, tool, using tools, again, like Power Automate. There's also this connector where you can connect third-party stuff to Teams to let it uh, communicate information back to you and more. Uh, We're also going to discuss some of the various administrative and oversight capability of Teams. Uh, Teams is used not in a vacuum. It's not something that we directly use ourselves, but rather used in the context of, um, you know, a a business and an organization. So, I mean, as a business and an organization, how do I ensure that my staff is using this correctly and, um, you know, essentially that they are following our rules and our security procedures? Well, we'll take a look at some of the capabilities of um, the management side of this. And inside of that section, too, I also want to shed a little bit more light on something that's pretty confusing, which is guests and external users. Uh, External users, people entirely outside your business that might just communicate, just might be meeting with. Guests are a little bit more privileged. They have access to files and more. So we'll talk a little bit about what those uh, capabilities are and how they function and why you might want to consider one or both, just depending on the specific needs of the organization itself. All righty. So before we get on, a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll dive right into our presentation again my name is steve Yass if you're the first time uh, listener or viewer of our podcast and show thank you so much for coming uh, my experience is split right down the middle i spent about half my time uh, writing and teaching about technology topics and instructing wonderful folks like yourself and i spent about half my time building software for other businesses through my work of DevMatics. maddox Uh, If you have any questions on any technology, please, my contact information is available. Feel free to reach out at any time. Always happy to help folks and try to at least point you in the right direction. Now, as a reminder, our podcast is available for CPE credit. If you are a financial professional, and I hope you are, you can earn credits for watching or listening to our show. Super simple. Head on over to cpetoday.com. Our course code today is mtt three. And you will earn a credit for today's class. Um, Super simple, efficient. And if you're a new watcher or listener, how about you get a free credit on us? Uh, You can make today's class or any other class of your choosing completely free by using one free podcast at checkout. All righty, folks, without further ado, let's go ahead and start our day and dive into our third section of Microsoft Teams. All righty. So in this third section, we are going to be looking at first those third party tools for Microsoft Teams. And there are a lot of them. Now, what you need to know is that really kind of most applications today are what we refer to as extendable. And extendable gives us the ability uh, when a product is extendable, gives us the ability to create add ons. Uh, that make the under apple underlying application do more than what the original developers or designers intended it to do. Uh, Teams has over 700 third-party add-ons that are available right inside the application. Uh, there are tools and products to extend all different types of stuff inside the application itself. You can, for example, add things to manage forms, you can add uh, tools that could do translation for you. There are tools that uh, will give you the most recent flight prices and plane ticket prices for trips anywhere in the world. Um, There are tools that can manage your payroll compliance and answer questions that employees might have about compensation and more. Uh, just like your iPhone, you know, or your Android device, you've got a App Store, and that App Store um, has additional capabilities that can uh, provide additional features above and beyond what that iPhone or Android device is in the same way that you can uh, also do this with Teams. Uh, so, now we have what are called S, uh, developer tools. Now, these developer tools can be called uh, an, either an SDK or an API. Uh, an SDK is a software development kit. An API is an application programming interface. And these allow you to be able to create specific things for your business. So if you're looking to provide specific capabilities to your um Company, You know, like, for example, if you want to bring in your file management system or your specific way of uh, uh, customers interacting with your company or, you know, specific employee abilities and more. And you can do that by just building off this SDK. And and that's kind of cool because it gives you the ability to be able to provide specific functions to your organization. Now, what's also cool is, it, let's say you're not a software development company, which, frankly, many people aren't. Um, well, they can use another tool from Microsoft called Power Apps where you can build Uh, features and functions of your business directly into Teams. And this is a low-code solution to kind of build custom software for your business. It gives you the ability, and these are simple apps. It's not intended to be something crazy complex, but, you know, rather you could use this to build, um, let's say, for example, you know, tools for your uh, sales staff that are out in the field to be able to collect information to produce a quote or service staff, you know, that again are out in the field, or maybe it's an inbound call center to collect information about customer warranty requests and more uh, these apps that you build they could be used all throughout the application they could be used potentially in chat they could be used in teams and channels as well as in meetings uh, so you can really kind of use it all over the application. Now, most of the Teams apps are free, uh, but do, some do require a subscription or fee, and usually they'll be part of whatever SaaS service you're, you're buying. So, you know, let's say, for example, you have a SaaS subscription to, let's say, Zendesk, which is a customer service support tool, or let's say you've got uh, HubSpot CRM, which is a tool that you can use for managing customer experiences. Well, you're not going to pay more to use it within Teams. But what I will say is that you would uh, be getting that ability to be able to use it in Teams in the context of your subscription to that actual service itself. So uh, that's kind of generally how how that works. Um, and that's what you can kind of expect. So let's take a look at some of these different tools and capabilities that are out there. And starting first with an easy one, uh, which is Microsoft Forms, okay? So Forms is a tool from Microsoft that allows you to be ultimately be able to collect responses from people. Now, these responses could be a quiz, they could be a poll, they could be a survey, they could be whatever. And you could use this, you know, for example, to create, um, you know, When should we do our next office party? Um, You know, you could be asking people, you know, uh, questions related to, you know, business changes that might be coming up and how they feel about it. Really kind of any time that you might need to create uh, and get feedback from people inside of your organization, you know, that would probably be a pretty good instance of where you might want to uh, use a poll okay so let's uh let's switch over to teams here and take a look and i'll show you what it looks like to create a poll inside of uh, teams Alrighty, so we're in teams here and let's just go ahead and create a new chat message and let's create a poll and i'm going to survey alicia and alana okay so we're going to come over here to the chat section i'm going to create a new poll uh, a new chat in this case So we're going to go ahead and add Alicia to this chat and we're going to go ahead and add Alana to this chat and let's just go ahead and say hello to them both. And you know what? Let's go ahead and add, uh, let's add my other account here. Let's add Steve too. This is my demo account. I'm going to go ahead and add my normal account. So I've created a group chat here and let's go ahead and say hello to everybody. I'm going to be showing the add on tools for teams and let's go ahead and show how we would add a form okay now a couple of things i want to draw your attention to with respect to adding either a form or a tool or really kind of anywhere else uh inside of this is the fact that it could be added in a couple of different places so you'll notice down here at the bottom we've got some different icons that show up here and from here, we can, for example, add a approval. We can go ahead and make an add a badge. We can just click also this little kind of little three <clears throat> uh, dots here, which represent, you know, always kind of like additional menu options. And you'll notice here where we can select find an app. And I could type in forms as an example here, and that'll pop up. Now, this little section of adding an app, Is available in several different places inside the application. You can do it here with these little three apps, uh, little three dots that pop up. Uh, If you also click up here to this little plus icon, this is also where you can add a tab and add third-party functionality as well. And you can see there's more tools and features available. And if you click over here on the lower left-hand side, you'll see a little app button here. Okay, you can also click that and you can add a uh, um, a third-party app. Let's go ahead and add our forms first and then we'll take a look at just showing you the marketplace where you can find some additional capabilities. So I'm going to go over here and click this little three dots. We're going to go ahead and search and we're going to search and find forms. Okay. And this is going to pop up. It's going to ask us to add an app. Now, before you can add a product or service here, it'll tell you what it can do. So it'll say, Hey, app features. It's going to be a tab feature. It can be a bot. It could be in messages. It could be notifications. And then really important down here, it's also going to list the different permissions that are going to be required for you to be able to use this tool. Uh, so, for example, it's going to be able to send and receive messages. It's going to be able to read information about a channel or chat, um, you know, the ability to mute incoming audio, so on and so forth. I would tell you to always review this to ensure that you are picking up products uh, that fit um, into your organization's workflow and you know that you're not doing something that's going to be in violation with whatever your company sets forth okay and then below here it also tell you about other apps that are kind of similar microsoft has a ton of them so you can see all the different products and services that they offer and if this looks good you can go ahead and click that add button and that will go ahead and add forms to this specific channel uh now i happen to, i happen to have a birthday coming up here and both alicia and alana are invited so let's just do a quick question here what uh, barbecue meat should we have at the at, uh, Steve's birthday party? Okay, let's do carne asada. Being a good Southern California Angelito, carne asada is a, a staple of our, our diet. Uh, let's do uh, pollo asada okay chicken asada and let's do one more option here let's do carnitas all right and we're going to go ahead and select this preview button here it's going to go ahead and show us a preview of what that poll might be and we're going to go ahead and click send and that's going to go ahead and now drop that form right into our chat message here And uh, the people inside of this chat, in this case, Alana and Alicia, and I can as well in my other screen here, so I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, We can go ahead and vote, and we'll start to see some options pop up here. So we can see here that uh, we got a couple of different responses that are popping up. Cardi Asada seems to be the winner here, but I'll just go ahead and say, good news, we can get them all. There we go. Okay. So that is a simple way that you can add a form or a poll. In this particular case, you have lots of different abilities uh, to not only just do simple stuff like this, but there are other forms that you could choose to do as well uh, and other capabilities that will pop up here. You can, for example, indicate that they should have multiple answers. You could say, hey, I want to uh, record the people who are um, uh, responding to this. So I have like, you know, the names of the people who are responding. Uh, and more uh, would be listed. Now, this also have will have different capabilities if you add this in different areas of the um, of the application too. It'll look a little bit different depending on where you are and what you're using. But that's an example of a simple simple tool that you can use to extend the capability of Teams to do more stuff. Let's take a look at the store real quick, just so you can see. And it's not really a store; it's more like you know a listing of all the different apps. Uh, so you can just kind of get a sense of, you know, beyond forms, what other stuff there is, and we'll talk about a few more of these things. So if we click over here to apps, again, in the lower right-hand corner, this is going to kind of bring up what I like to think of as kind of like the app store of uh, of Teams. And it's kind of a curated view of uh, by category and uh, by functional use of some of the different products and services that are part of it, a part of the of Teams that you can add. And so you could search for stuff here in the upper left-hand corner. We could just go ahead and type in a search if there's a particular product we're looking for. Uh, And then you could also look through this curated view. And so if we look over here under Apps, we can click this Popular on Teams, and you can see some of the major features and applications that are here. So our forms, which is the one we did, Create Quizzes, Polls and surveys we could add communities uh, which is a interactive tool that allows you to kind of bring in some social networking aspect into teams we can create a calendar uh you know and then there's going to be products that aren't made by microsoft too okay so we got this tool pauling uh which allows you to be able to capture uh feedback from your team and get a sense of like what's going on inside their business or inside the business and how they're feeling about it Uh, If we scroll down here, there's another tool called Miro, which is a whiteboarding tool. Uh, There's Jira, which is a very popular and commonly used software development application and more. Um, There's lots of different tools and products that you might want. If you click over here to top picks, again, there's just some additional uh, tools. Now, these are some of the more popular ones that are out there. So there's tools for presentations. There's tools for making decisions. Uh, there's even a 360 tools uh, tours tool, which allows you to create uh, tours about something. You know, so we can see here, it looks like it's got some 360 pictures of uh, that you can explore of Paris and other parts of the world. Oh, here's a cool one, ArcGIS uh, from Esri. Uh, I'm a analytics nut, and, and ArcGIS is one of my favorite tools out there. This is a tool for ge- doing geospatial analytics with maps and more. Pretty cool. It looks like it'll do a chatbot. Uh, where you can ask questions about geos and stuff like that, pretty nifty. Now, you can also explore down here. We can see what some of the better, uh, best selling products for you know stuff that you have to purchase. Uh, we can see it broken down by category. We can also see stuff broken down by um, industry as well. So, you can find stuff, for example, let's say you're in finance, you know, financial professional. Here are the things that are very common in finance oriented organization so we got adobe sign DocuSign. looks like we got some other stuff over here Uh, here's kind of a cool one coffee pals okay Uh, build personal connections in your company through spontaneous coffee meetings coffee pals randomly assigns people in groups every week to meet for coffee chat i could see how if you're in a big business this could be really kind of helpful to kind of create community and engagement inside the organization so this kind of gives you a sense of, of some of the, uh, of where you can find these. I'm going to show you a few of my, my favorite ones here in a moment. And if we click over here to Workflows just to complete this tour of the App Store, uh, you can also see some workflows that you can add here. And workflows really are kind of around the automation and tasks. We're going to revisit this when we get to our automation section here in a little bit, but I just wanted to make you aware since we're in this screen where you could also see the apps and then also see the workflows. Now, the last little bit here with the App Store I want to draw your attention to in the lower section of this, you'll see this option that says Manage Your Apps. And if we select this option, uh, this is where we can see the apps that we have added to our business and that we have personally added as well. And so this will kind of show you uh, where those are, and if you needed to at any point, you can remove them um, you know, so that they no longer have capabilities inside of your Teams. Alrighty, let's go ahead and continue our discussion here and talk about our next product. Now, our next product that we're going to talk about is going to be Loops. Uh, Now, I mentioned this inside of um, our introduction here, that it's kind of a newer capability inside of of not only Teams, but really all across 365. And forgive me, it's a little hard to explain because it is so new, Um, but it's a... This is according to what Microsoft calls it a flexible canvas with portable components, okay, that freely sync across apps, uh, enabling teams to think, plan, and create together, okay? So with loops, you can create a table, you can create a task list, you can create a text document where everybody can chat and work on it, and everybody can see these changes made in real time. Now, what's interesting with respect to this is that it is not just inside of Teams, but it's across other aspects of 365 as well. So you could use it in other Microsoft applications um, potentially. I think this is still kind of coming up. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be available in tools like Outlook for communication and probably some of the traditional desktop apps as well. Let's go ahead and take a look at where and how we would use uh, Loops. Okay. All righty. Now, with respect to loops, these are going to be available inside both of Teams and inside of chat messages themselves. Now, it's going to be this little guy right here on the bottom. Let me just scroll this up just a hair so I can zoom in on it. And it's this little guy it's right next to the emoticon and right next to the chat okay so we're gonna click this and it's gonna give us a couple of different loop components that we can create so we can create a bulleted list we can create a checklist a numbered list paragraph tasks and more so let's continue our example here I have got a birthday party to plan after all and so let's create a task list here let's call it prep for Steve's birthday bash okay and let's just go ahead and create a task okay so first we got to get party hats okay and i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to assign this to alicia okay and our due date for this let's say is going to be friday okay uh and then let's see we're going to also have to get some uh uh let's say some festive uh decorations and streamers Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and assign that to Alana. And I want to get those a little bit ahead of time. So we're going to say maybe those on Thursday. And we're going to get pick up food. And I'll assign that to Steve. Come on. There we go. All right, food certainly doesn't need to come to Friday. And so on and so forth. I'm going to go ahead and send this out. Now, this is now going to sync this across all the different aspects of 365. And uh, we can, for example, click the link here, and this is going to bring this up into SharePoint uh, instead of Office, and we'll actually see this now. And so, if I, for example, make the change here on uh, Teams, you know, so for example, I'm going to go ahead and select that we picked up the food, in theory we should see, and we do see this over here, that would now be synced elsewhere inside. And so it doesn't matter, for example, where you do this. So let's say Alicia, for example, got our party hats and she clicks this. We're gonna see those changes occur in real time everywhere where this loop component might exist. And we can also, for example, send this to other people too. So I can go ahead and say, here's the link. Okay. And they could open that in email, they could open it up inside of their browser or wherever else they'd like to to do it. Okay, now other loop components that are there, we could do, again, we just did our our task list, our checklist, we could create a paragraph. Okay, so let's just simply create a paragraph. Uh, This is, let's say this is going to be our um, party invitation, um, party invitation um, text, okay? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and cl- send this loop component. And notice I can actually edit this beyond the actual uh, message itself. Like I can come up here into the history messages. Okay. Hello, everybody. Let's get together for fun and good times. Okay. And that is being reflected in real time with both Alicia and Lana. And if you happen to be on this, on the actual page itself, like on the web, you'll actually see that text being listed and you'll see those people working too. It's kind of like an easier real time document inside of Word. Uh, And I would also say it's kind of impromptu too. It's not something that you would necessarily um, replace Word. I mean, you would use this, I think, for kind of more like, again, impromptu text and other stuff like that. Okay, we can actually see Alicia is reacting and, and who knows, maybe she'll come over here and, and write a little inside of this text as well, and we'll see that uh, uh, we'll see that reflected inside of this document in real time. Okay, cool. And we can see here that Alicia is working on it. Here I'm gonna come down here. Okay. We'll say Friday at five PM PT. There or be there, we go. Okay, and so all of us are writing in that side inside of that in real time. Pretty cool. Now, another thing that you can do inside of uh with a third party capability is going to be Microsoft Power BI. Okay, now Power BI is a business intelligence tool, it is an incredible tool for reporting. And gaining insight, it's a tool that you can use to create dashboards, reports from your organization's data. And it's a write-once-refresh-many tool in the sense that I can write a dashboard, publish a dashboard to the Power BI service, and then make it available to my team. And as long as the dashboard has access to the underlying data, it will automatically stay up-to-date, and it will refresh uh, periodically from time to time. So we can use this as a way to gain insight inside of our organization, better understand what the heck is going on uh, by learning from that data and gaining insight. Now, Power BI is its own thing. It's a standalone Windows desktop app. It's also a, a reporting SaaS service. It's a mobile app and more. And you could use the Power BI desktop to create a... Um, to create a report and then ultimately publish it to the Power BI service and then make it available to your staff um, through Teams. And so without having to go into Teams, without having to go to a specific website, they can go to a specific channel, as an example here. And from that specific channel, they could then see that dashboard, and it's really efficient and really fast and really simple. Let me show you in pieces kind of how this works so you can get a sense of what you could potentially uh, do here, okay? So let's go ahead and switch over. Alrighty, so we're here inside of Power BI, okay? Again, Power BI is its own app, it's its own tool. Uh, We use this to create our um, dashboard, our report, whatever it ends up being. Okay, now from here, we're going to go ahead and publish this up to the Power BI service. And when we click this, it's going to go ahead and take this report and publish it up to Power BI, making it available. Um, we can choose where to make it available. So if, I'd say, for example, here in the DevMatic's workspace. And uh, let's try that one more time. Or I could say in my particular workspace here, and it would go ahead and make this report inside of power bi available on the web right so when this is potentially done here it'll take a second it'll say success okay now once that report is published inside of teams let's go ahead and switch over to teams here one of the things that we could choose to do is we can click this little plus icon up top and from here we could type in power bi and we can add the power bi uh tool And then we could potentially come on over here and we could add that specific dashboard that we've created. So I'll go ahead and click save here. And what it does is it adds that Power BI dashboard and it will then add that Power BI report directly to this chat channel. Or it could be a Teams channel. It could be anywhere else. But um, let's make this full screen here. Uh, this is essentially side by side with the rest of the chat. So imagine you're on a team's channel uh, and you want to be able to kind of like see a dashboard related to that project, that location, that company. Well, what you could then do is that you could then uh, use this and you could create um, a, a separate Uh, tab here you know and then that tab could load that power bi report and so now inside of teams you're looking at that report directly coming from power bi and so you can gain uh, that insight right inside the application where you're already talking and and communicating with people pretty cool so i i would point out you're going to be better off having the pro license of power bi so the paid subscription power bi to really make this hum Um, and with respect to the paid version of this uh, that paid version is going to give you the ability to have bigger reports. It's also going to give the ability to be able to create. Um, it's also going to give you the ability to be able to create uh, dashboards that can be easily shared and collaborated on with other people. Uh, the paid version of Power BI is well worth the money. Okay, a couple other tools that are worth mentioning. Uh, you've got Tasks, and um, which is by which is a tool that you can use to kind of as exactly as you probably figured out, track uh, your to-dos inside of uh, Power, uh, inside of Teams. So the Task apps, which is part of both Microsoft Planner as well as Microsoft uh, To-Do, uh, will bring your tasks from Microsoft To-Do inside of Outlook and show you directly inside of Teams. And it's a great way of kind of keeping track of what the heck you're working on. Uh, the My Tasks section of tasks will show every everything that you've created or everything that's been assigned to you and basically gives you a nice list of what you're able and should be accomplishing. Uh, now, there's two different – actually, there's several different ways of tracking tasks inside of Teams that I can think of. Um, but I really like this tool called Planner, uh, which is a caban style of project management. It's a very visual style of project management where you can essentially uh, create – Uh, swim lanes and those different swim lanes will give you the ability to kind of track progress visually left or right and you can kind of create different silos of different tasks and and capabilities Uh, comparable products to planner would be like for example microsoft trello Uh, and if you create tasks inside of planner or inside of to do you could then populate them by um, including it inside of teams so we're inside of teams over here and we're going to click these little three dots and then from these little three dots you'll see this option here this says tasks by planner we can go ahead and click that and what that will do is it'll now add that ability inside of uh, teams and so we could see for example the stuff of planned the stuff that's been assigned to us the stuff that'll pop up the tasks that we're working on here and so you can see here we got to call Sammy regarding project planning, follow up on customer requests, and more. Uh, but it's actually bringing this stuff from a couple of different places, including Outlook and Microsoft Planner and uh, that to do list. So, great way of being able to uh, track and progress um, your uh, track and track progress on the things that you need to be working on. Now, another really cool capability, and we already talked a little bit about this in um, our Teams section uh, in the prior episode, is a this tool called SharePoint Lists. Now, SharePoint Lists are kind of like a quasi-database. That's the best way of kind of thinking about them. They're more structured than a spreadsheet, uh, but they are less structured than a database. And what that allows you to be able to do is it allows you to kind of create a document That uh, allows you to kind of create structure that is a little bit rigid in the sense that you just can't easily change it like a spreadsheet where you can just, you know, paste in and blow out changes from other people. Uh, But it's less structured than a database in the sense of like uh, it doesn't require you to like predefine the schema for every little bit and thing. Uh, I think they're really kind of useful when you need to track like progress on tasks. I also think they're really kind of useful for tracking uh, steps uh, of something that you're working on, coordinating work amongst many different people, uh, and more. And it's better than kind of creating a a spreadsheet because it's going to have some structure. And it's also something that's really easily shareable and publishable to the web that lots of people can have access to and lots of people can work on. Uh, so I think they're really useful from, like, a workflow perspective. Um, and they're more structured than, like, what you'll see with, like, a task or planner, especially if you're trying to coordinate work for months weeks and months into the future so they're really kind of cool they're really kind of useful let me just show you how we use it inside of our business now you can use lists in multiple different places we happen to use it though primarily inside of channels And over here for CP Today, as an example, we've got a tab called Schedule. And this is the upcoming schedule of our podcast and different marketing efforts. And it's not just me. It's it's Alana. It's Randy Johnston. It's Alicia. It's many people inside of our business that are doing different things. And uh, Alicia kind of manages this list. This is a marketing thing that she primarily works on. And you could see here if you wanted to know our schedule, very quickly and very easily, you could see all the different things that we're working on here. And so you could see, for example, like what's going to happen in April, what's going to happen in May. Uh, We could see, for example, for today, let's come on over here. For today, we can see here Microsoft Teams. Well, if I click this little button, it's going to pop up. If I click edit here, and it'll show me all the specific things. And so we've predefined that we want a date, we want a title, we want a part. Uh, I can come over here and I can change the status to publish because I'm literally doing it right now. And other things that we might want to do with it. Here's who's going to be responsible for the pre-production, who's teaching it, so on and so forth. Okay. Now, with this, uh, you can kind of create, like, again, stuff if you're trying to coordinate work uh, inside of your organization, it's a great way of kind of coordinating that work and coordinating that effort, especially as you start to go into the future, you know, so here we're going into July, we can see we're going to do podcast on Excel, we've got some stuff for our vendors, and uh, it's just a really kind of nice, clean, easy way of being able to organize information. So I would check them out anytime that you need a little bit more oomph compared to a Uh, spreadsheet but you don't want to go full-blown to a custom application and a custom database It's that nice middle ground which gives you a little bit more features and functions now other tools you wouldn't necessarily expect to see inside of teams would be like zoom for example Uh, zoom has a third-party tool for Microsoft teams that allows you to manage your Zoom account. And from here, you can create and instantly join a meeting. You can see your upcoming scheduled meetings inside of Zoom. If you're using Zoom's uh, third-party tools, including their phone product, uh, you can make them receive phone calls with it. Uh, I use, th- we have a Zoom account, I have a Zoom account. I use it you know, usually for meeting with clients and vendors. And it's a great tool because essentially allows me to see the stuff that I've got scheduled inside of Zoom. And in one click, I can add Uh, myself to that meeting and be able to launch it and get in there so it's kind of cool because it gives me the ability to manage both applications but in one place for those of you who are wondering like well why do you have zoom and teams well i use zoom for external stuff meeting with attendees meeting with the public meeting with my clients and we use teams internally you know to coordinate and talk with other people inside of our business so Frankly, a lot of people use it this way in the sense that they use both applications. And the fact that I can manage them both inside of one tool is really nice. A couple other third-party tools, uh, too, that are kind of, they go hand-in-hand with each other. Uh, Adobe Acrobat and Adobe Sign. Okay? Uh, I have a full version of Acrobat. I've I, For myself, I have uh, what's called Adobe Creative Cloud which is a subscription to basically all the Adobe products. And uh, with the Acrobat plugin, I have the full version of Acrobat and I can actually plug it directly into um, Teams. Now this gives me the ability to access all of Adobe's really kind of high quality PDF management tools. I can do stuff like exporting things, I can organize and publish documents, I can combine files, protect files, and more, all without Teams without ever having to load the Acrobat application itself. But the real kicker of why I like this is Adobe Sign. Now, this also comes with your full subscription to Teams. You get a full e-signature service. Uh, Comparable products are going to be like DocuSign, HelloSign, and more. Um, But if you're like me and you have to do agreements and contracts and stuff like this, man, just e-signature make your life a lot simpler. And uh, this is Microsoft's preferred e-signature solution. And you can generate documents, request signatures, and approvals. And I'll show you here in a minute when we get to our automation section. You can do some pretty nifty stuff inside of Teams with approvals, and you can actually get people to sign documents um, and sign agreements, sign contracts right inside of Teams. You can even send those out to people outside of Teams too if they need to review and sign them off. So e-signature, Dolby Sign, Microsoft Teams, mwah, match made it heaven. It works really, really well. All right, folks, let's go ahead and have a review question. Which tool would be preferred to send a survey or evaluation to your company? Well, Technically, I think I can think of ways that you could handle all of, uh, do, or at least with most of these products listed here. I think there's some ways you can do surveys or forms uh, for all of them. But uh, I would tell you probably the best option here would be Microsoft Forms. Uh, That's definitely what that tool is intended to do. It's an easy, effective way of being able to just collect information from other people. Uh, But I think you could also do it with loops as well, um, where you could correct correct real-time feedback from people. You could probably do it using a checklist or a table loop. Uh, You could probably also do it with SharePoint lists. But, again, neither one of these are are really going to be as effective as what forms would be. Uh, However, you could not do it with Microsoft Power BI. Microsoft Power BI is really kind of a read-only tool, it's an insight tool. It's a tool for gaining intelligence on your operations, but not really a, a feedback tool. All right, in our next section, let's talk a little bit about automation inside of Teams and just really kind of want to point your point you in the right direction to make Teams really kind of work well for you and to understand some of the different opportunities for improving automation inside your business. So the first thing I want to point you to are what are called connectors. Now, we talked a little bit about connectors in our Teams section in the second episode here, uh, so you might want to refer back to that. But let me just kind of summarize it, and then I'll give you a practical example where Teams can really be useful uh, with this connector capability. And in a nutshell, connectors allow you to connect Teams to external stuff. Uh, they allow you to have external services send messages into your teams that you ultimately see in a chat message or in a team's post. And so you can receive notifications from popular services. There's lots that you could choose to use and they basically can send you notifications when things are, you know, let's say like an application has been accepted or something's being processed or in the example that I'm going to show you here in a minute uh, when something's not working the way it should be working. Now, All of this, anytime you're using a connector, is really going to be coming from third-party apps. Uh, You can also use this in conjunction with what are called iPaaS tools, integration platform as a service. So you could receive notifications from like Zapier, Power Automate, and more. Okay, and it's a great way, and this is how I use it, is to pull status update into Teams from really kind of outside of the Microsoft ecosystem of products. So let's go ahead and take a look at how you might want to use connectors inside of your organization now the example that i'm going to show you with is using a tool called uptime robot now uptime robot is a product that will monitor uh, whether or not your computers your servers and different devices are working correctly so Uptimerobot.com, you can check them out if you've got a website, if you've got service inside your business. Their tool will monitor to make sure that those products and services are working. and You can monitor up to 50 things for free, which is pretty nifty. Uh, We use this all the time in CPE today to kind of monitor whether or not our services are working correctly so if you go to health.cpetoday.com you can see for example the different aspects of our organization our major systems everything at the moment is is working correctly and, and we have 100% uptime okay well if our website went down you know cpetoday.com stops working our live uh, tool for pushing out webinars stops working I want to know about it I want to know about it ahead of time well that's what Uptime Robot can do it can send you a notification saying hey Something's not working. Now, you can, uh, for example, integrate this with Microsoft Teams, okay? And so they've got a little article here that tells you how to do it. Uh, You basically go into your account, you set up an alert contact, and what it'll generate for you is what's called a webhook. And a webhook will allow a third-party tool to send a notification to uh, Microsoft Teams. So if I'm in my account, for example, I would come over here, it would generate a Uh, uh, an alert notification for me so I can see some of the webhooks and I can tell it, like, for example, to send me notifications for when things go up, when they go down, so on and so forth. Okay. Now, it's going to generate this webhook URL. And then all we would need to do is to come into our Teams wherever we'd like to receive this message. So either in a chat message or in this case, I'm going to come over here to a channel message. And we're going to click these little three dots right here. And we're going to go ahead and then select connectors, okay? And then from this connectors, we can choose a variety of different connectors. We can get connectors, and there's lots of different products and services that are supported. Trello, Forms, you can get RSS, Google Analytics, and more. But for me, I'm going to go ahead and choose this incoming webhook. I'm going to give it a name, so we're going to call this one Uptime Robot. We're going to give it an image so that we can easily distinguish that that is the Uptime Robot and then we're just gonna create it, okay? And then once this is created, it will live inside of this channel and um, inside of this particular channel, we'll come back over here to our uh, uh, Teams, or inside of Uptime Robot, give it that new URL. Let's go ahead and try that real quick. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and give it this new URL, so we're gonna go ahead and say webhook. Okay, MS Teams. All right, and then we're going to go ahead and say create. There we go. And so now any time that uh, a service goes online for our business and more, we're going to go ahead and see that notification pop up directly inside of this team's channel. Kind of a little bit more complicated uh, option, but we can see here, here's this. And so if a service goes offline, for example, we'll see a notification sent to this team, and I'll know about it. It'll come in from this one. Place. Pretty pretty cool and pretty useful. And so anytime you would want to receive notification from other parties, from other services, other platforms, you can use that Teams notification. And you could use that webhook capabilities and those connector capabilities to connect it directly to Teams. Now another tool that you might want to use is the approvals process inside of Teams. Okay. The approvals process inside of teams provides a really simple and effective way, uh, to get decisions made on things. Um, this is part of the 365 platform. It's called the approvals hub, and you can create approvals inside of power automate, inside of SharePoint, inside of dynamics 365, and you can create templates that you can reuse over and over again, or you can just create an ad hoc approval and then ultimately send it to somebody to review and approve. Okay. Now, We're gonna use an example here just for a second. Uh, I'm gonna, from Johnny Demo, I'm gonna request an approval from Alicia for some time off on Friday. Um, But this could be for stuff like time off, it could be for approving a project, uh, sending out a customer notification, canceling an account, and more. Really, you can use this automation tool to really kind of provide um, any sort of uh, like record-keeping purposes for why decisions are being made inside your business. Uh, So if you're looking to kind of bring some more transparency with respect to your operations and why decisions are being made or what that potentially uh, affects or how it works inside your company, the approvals process can be really useful as a way of kind of tracking uh, from and actually getting a sign off. That's a verifiable thing. Now, you can also integrate this with Adobe Sign. So if you need somebody to e-signature something, you can do that as well. Let's go take a look at how we do an approval. So we're back here inside of our chat message with Alana and Alicia. And let's say I want to get an approval for something. Well, inside of the chat, right here, you'll see it's a check mark with a little hour. Uh, Looks a little check mark with like a a circle around it with an arrow. We're gonna go ahead and click this and I'm gonna request an approval. Now I could just do a basic request is what we're gonna do today. We can also do e-signature, so Adobe Sign and DocuSign. And we can also do these templates too. So if it's the same thing over and over again, like a time off request uh you can just template it and it'll be the same for everybody okay so i'm going to request from alicia can i have friday off for my birthday okay and alicia is going to be the approval person here okay actually i could also say in in this as well so i can make alana an approval I could say they both have to approve. Okay. And I could provide some additional details. Okay. And we can go ahead and add attachments. We can set up some custom responses so that, like, I could give them different options to choose from. Like, yes, uh, have a great time. Uh, yes, but you need to work the morning. Uh, yes, don't leave before 4 p.m., something like that. I could provide some different options. We'll go ahead and send this out now. So hopefully my two good friends and colleagues here will approve our time off request so we can get together. And it looks like I need to approve this. And there we go. And so it's going to take a second usually when it's initiating this request uh, to get established. And then once it's available um, and, and set up, uh, it'll say like request sent and then Alicia and Alana will both see this here and they'll have the opportunity to respond. Just give it a second. Okay. Uh, and then um, they can respond and we'll see the responses set. Now, while this is kind of setting up here in the interest of time, let me show you one other thing uh, that we looked at at the beginning. Okay, here. So now it's requested. So we can see that they uh, uh, it is now officially requested. So now it's uh, it's out there. They now have the opportunity to respond. Okay, and we can see, okay, since we're here, let's go ahead and finish this section. Uh, So we can see here, for example, now that it has been approved by Alicia, and I'm sorry, approved by Alana, and we have a pending response by Alicia. So hopefully she'll take that here in a minute. Now, if we click this view details, we can see the details of this particular request. Oh, looks like Alicia rejected my request, but she says I can take a half day. Okay, well, thank you, Alicia. Uh, I'm going to keep that in mind. Uh, it's a good thing I'm already teaching a conference that day anyway. But uh, we can see that this request actually was rejected, okay? But we have a nice verifiable, there's a record in the approvals hub inside of Microsoft where we can actually see uh, the changes of this uh, push through. Now, another approvals thing that you should be familiar with, is, or not approvals, but a automation thing. If we click back over here to apps, and again, we come over here to the workflows section, lots of different automation stuff that you could set up here. Um, And there's different templates that are in here. And these are using a tool called Power Automate. Uh, So for example, you could set up an automation to remind you to follow up on messages. You could set up, again, some approval stuff here. Start an approval when a file is added to SharePoint. Uh, Send a notification when a planner task changes status. Notify team member when items change in a SharePoint list. Schedule replies. Uh, to be sent at a later time it's kind of like snoozing a message or scheduling an email to be sent more Uh, but this workflow section here is going to bring together a bunch of different power automate capabilities to kind of automate some of the things that you do around teams and other um and other uh, tools and and platforms and these are just templates these are ones made by microsoft Uh, you can use another tool from microsoft um for Power Automate where you can create your own custom workflows and templates and more. So you get a lot of features and capabilities using that incredible tool, uh, again, called Power Automate. Now, Power Automate is one of many different products and services that are out there. Um, You know, they all kind of do lots of automation, They're trigger and action tools, uh, where something happens and go do something somewhere else and more, and really frankly, they're really quite compelling to consider using. They can really save you a lot of time and effort. Alrighty, let's go ahead and have our second review question, and then we're going to go ahead and finish with some administrative and oversight knowledge for you, and then we'll wrap up for the day. All righty, which tool would allow teams to listen to virtually any external system? Okay, so what allows you to listen to external, any external system? Okay, uh, is it going to be Power Automate? Nope, that's not the capability. Uh, although, you know, using Power Automate, you can connect to other systems and do things in other systems. It's not really going to allow you to listen to other systems in the sense that, like, you're going to get notifications from them. Is it going to be approvals? No. It's a great way for tracking uh, when things are signed off and reviewed by other people. Uh, but the correct answer here is going to be connectors. Okay, Connectors allow you to connect, like Uptime Robot as an example here, to uh teams and then you get notified if a system or a platform or website goes offline pretty cool all right our final section for today is just kind of to talk a little bit about some of the administrative and oversight capabilities of teams okay now teams is not used in a vacuum it's used across an entire business and there are lots of security and management built right into it Uh, i mean frankly microsoft when it comes to security and, and oversight Second to none, um, you know, the 365 administration and the security tools are, are some of the best in the business, if not the best. And Teams has an administrative center, which is a centralized tool for managing all aspects of your Teams deployment. Okay. Now, Teams is deeply integrated with Active Directory and Microsoft Exchange. So really all of your global permissions, your security policies that you set at the company level within 365 are gonna be populated down here into Teams itself, including things like data loss prevention, group policy, and more. And there's a specific tool called the Admin Center where you can globally manage everything about your team's deployment, including what third-party tools are being used, uh, data sharing, whether or not you even allow your company and your staff to use third-party tools and more, what channels exist, what teams exist, what rights exist, what policies exist, what features exist, and more. Uh, and you can also, from here, add features and capabilities to your, pl- to your deployment. So you could add, for example, that telephony stuff. Uh, so if you wanted to allow your, your uh, team members to use Teams as a desktop phone to call landlines, mobile lines, where well you can add a calling plan and all those related calling options, including your uh, voice response and, and your calling. Uh, you know, when you call in, you got the auto attendant. All that kind of stuff can be set up right inside that Teams admin center. You can also pull utilization reports to gauge how team members are using the application, what features, functions, teams are being used the most, how many messages, how much storage is being used, and more. Now, I'll point out you need to be an administrator inside of your Teams deployment to use this capability. So, if you don't have access to this, it's probably not because it's probably because you're not a administrator to Teams. Yeah, you should definitely talk to your IT IT people about that. Now, other stuff that you should know Frankly, I mean, the security stuff, um, all best practices are being followed here. I mean, everything's encrypted. Everything's secured. Uh, I mean, frankly, as I mentioned, Microsoft security is top-notch and industry-leading. They're one of the best, if not the best itself. And uh, as part of that, you know, as long as your team's account is was set up by a competent IT professional, you probably got nothing to worry about as it relates to security. Um, it's it's going to work well. OK, now I will also point out Microsoft in their security center. You can also set up specific compliance frameworks. So if your business, an organization subject to things like GDPR, general data privacy regulations, the European Union, Patriot, uh, and other and other privacy or security frameworks like that. Well, you can apply those templates and policies to teams and teams will, you know, essentially follow, you know, the um Security procedures that are required by that security framework. Now, other stuff like uh, you know two-factor authentication, single sign-on, uh, so on and so forth. Those are all going to be set at the at the at the Active Directory level, at the security level, and Teams is just going to follow whatever security procedures you've set up as part of 365 itself. Now, one specific security thing that is worth mentioning is going to be guests and external users It's a little confusing but it's worth mentioning and while they they sound similar they're actually very different thing okay um and they have different levels of access depending on your organization okay so external access is the most basic type of access inside of teams and it's when somebody is outside of your business external right Okay, these people um, basically can do really simple things inside of Teams. They can chat, they can, they can meet, and that's about it. They don't have access to files. They don't have access to any of your organizational capabilities. All they can do is just have a conversation or you can meet with those people. Now, a higher level, but there's still external level of access is what we refer to as guests. Now, guest access are when you invite somebody from an external organization to join a team and to be part of your company. Uh, they get a guest account inside of Active Directory and they get some rights to your organization. Okay, so I would tell you from my perspective, it really kind of feels like guests is an external uh, access tool kind of carried over from the bygone area of Skype for business. Whenever possible, I'll tell you guest access is preferable to that external access, okay? Now, you can also block both. You can block just guests. You can block external users. It really kind of depends on what you choose to do. Now, the big distinguishing characteristic that I would tell you to kind of keep in mind, and I've got a breakdown here of some of the table here of what guests can do versus external users can do, in my mind, the biggest thing between these are going to be access to files. Uh, external users do not have access to files where guests do have access to files. So if you, let's say, for example, created a team and you added the client and you wanted them to be able to collaborate and add files to that SharePoint site, to that team, well, they need to come in as a guest because external users do not have access to files. And that's kind of the biggest distinguishing characteristic between them. So I've got here a table kind of breaking down some of the major differences. If you're so interested, you could go ahead and learn some of the different aspects. But I would tell you generally guests are going, guest level is going to be preferable to that external access level. Let's go ahead and have our final review question. What is the most significant limitation of being an external user inside of Teams? Hmm. Okay. External users cannot participate in meetings. Nope. That is certainly not the case. External users cannot chat with team members. Nope, they can chat and they can also be in meetings. Uh, External users can't use GIFs, stickers, or memes. Nope, they can do that too. The real big limitation here is that external users do not have access to Teams resources, meaning files. So only guests and your staff would have access. So, uh, you know, kind of use those um, depending on, you know, the specific intent of of that person if they need access to files make them a guest if they don't need access to files being an external user uh, should be sufficient now there is one other aspect of this presentation that we're not going to discuss today but it is available for our uh, cpe today subscribers and uh, available for those who take our our quiz and earn a certificate, which is our uh, section here on competitor products to teams. There are several other products out there besides teams, including Slack and Discord and others. And what this kind of section talks through are some of those other alternatives that you might want to consider uh, outside of teams if you're looking for something different. But I'll leave that for you to peruse on your own if you so desire. Let's go ahead and wrap up for the day. So, what did we learn at today? Well, today we looked at some third-party tools. I showed you some of my favorites uh, for Teams, including uh, tools like forms for collecting feedback, quizzes, things like that inside your business. Loops for getting real-time communication uh, to and from your staff and being able to collaborate outside of Teams on other stuff. Uh, we even talked about how we could bring in dashboards from Power BI directly into a Teams conversation. We also discussed some of the automation inside of Teams, including tools such as Power Automate. We also looked at connectors as well as the approvals process for getting things signed off and approved inside of our business. We also had a discussion with respect to some of the administrative rights and capabilities and some of the differences between guests and external users and why you might want to choose one or the other. So that brings us to the end of our series on Teams here. I'm sure we'll come back to this series at some point and revisit it as new features and capabilities are added to Teams, which seems to happen almost on a monthly basis. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll do another episode uh, soon on other things that you can do. But hopefully you've learned some of the incredible capabilities that you can do inside of Teams and why you might want to use this business, this as a business tool. Now, final reminder, you can earn credits for watching or listening to our podcast Uh, We make every podcast available for free. You can watch or listen for free on YouTube or on uh, Spotify, Facebook, and more. If you're a financial professional, though, you can get credits for watching or listening. Super simple. Head on over to cpetoday.com, and you will uh, take a short five-question quiz and earn a credit for today's class. Today's course code is MTT3. And if you search for that, you'll find our class on cpetoday.com. It'll take you five minutes or even less, and you'll be done. And if you are a new watcher or listener, as a reminder, you can get today's class or any other class if you're choosing for free to try out our platform. Use one free podcast to check out, and you can uh, make today's class or any other class you'd like completely free. If you enjoy our material, please consider supporting us. You can follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, just about everywhere as CPE Today. We'd love for you to subscribe uh, or leave us a message. Tell us what you're interested in, if you have any specific requests on courses. And you can also uh, attend our podcast live twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, and attend live and. Attending live, you just get your credits right then and there, and you're done. And you can also uh, subscribe and get it on your wherever you happen to receive content, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more. Uh, You can find and subscribe as CPE Today. And you'll get our show delivered hot and fresh twice a week right to your mobile device, and you can listen whenever you happen to have time. Thank you so much for your time and attention. It is always a pleasure bringing you this material and presenting new things for you to consider checking out inside your business. I look forward to seeing you back in the office very soon. Take care, best wishes, and good luck.